Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, guys. Super excited to be back for another exciting episode of Roger, Roger. Yeah, today we're going back to the Bad Batch, covering episodes four and five, uh, and basically just what we thought about them. A lot going on in these episodes. Yeah, you know, we'll get into my thoughts on episode four, but between the two of oh, them, when we when we group them together, uh, there's some interesting implications here, and I'm excited for like where the series ends up and what some of these characters and what some of these um foreshadowing elements mean for the season yeah there's definitely a lot of threads going on now so i want to get this right off the bat do you not like episode four uh not like is a strong word because it's entertaining and i enjoyed it for me i was just hoping because we only get one episode a week we like we get less than 30 minutes with these characters i just want more plot and more discovery i mean in these in episode three we got all these implications about like the world building around the clones at this time and the degenerating of the the base dna and all these other things and we got to meet all these other new characters and i don't know I, i think i was just hoping for more plot development now and remember when we did our hype episode and that's one of the things i was concerned about is there's always been even with the clone wars there's been like this rhythm to a season of clone wars where some episodes are just not as plot heavy as others and i was like well 16 episodes some of them have to be like that where they're less plot focused and that's what we got kind of in both of these episodes although in five we did get a lot more information so i appreciate it for that but that's all i mean i liked the episode i thought it was fun and i i just wish we had got more plot more mythology to sink our teeth into for the episode that's fair i see what you're saying uh it's just interesting because episode four other than the original three-part episode one i think it's my favorite episode i really liked episode four Oh, okay. Yeah, because to me, like you said, I definitely agree that I wish there was a little more, not world building, but hints to where the show's going, or development. Yeah, development's a good word for it. In episode four, but it was a really nice little standalone story episode. Um, Nothing too silly happened. It was pretty action-packed. There was, I, I, just as an episode of a show that, you know, maybe you're not watching... I don't want to say because everybody's watching it in order right now, but you could just watch episode four and enjoy it. It's a nice story and it's kind of removed a little. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they had some fun with the characters. We got some fun moments with Tech where he pretends to be a droid, which was kind of fun. Echo. uh, Oh, Echo, Echo. Yeah, not Tech. I get Tech and Echo confused because they're both. (laughs) Yeah, Teak. Teak and Echo. I get the confused sometimes. But no, yeah, you're right. It is. it is Echo, and where he was pretending to be a droid, and I thought that was fun. And yeah, yeah, like I said, the episode wasn't bad. For me, though, when we only get one of these a week, I was just really... I was, you I, want development. I, you want nitty-gritty. But the, that's just my personal... Yeah, I, I, want, I want I want the juice. No, I, want I totally the meat. get you. I want more meat on the mm-hmm. bones, plot-wise yeah. and world-building-wise, which it's fun if we don't get that. I get it. That's all, what these shows do a lot of times is they do hit the brakes a little bit 
and have these moments and i appreciate mm. that i'm just like we're still in the very early stages of the show and we don't really know what the journey is for these guys because right. yeah, they could end up anywhere right they now. could end yeah. up anywhere they're not really trying to do anything except like oh we need fuel and supplies get caught <laughs> yeah we need to scramble our our ship code signals and, and things like that so it's like okay well we're on a new planet we need supplies so we can go to the next planet i, I get it <laughs> yeah it was just a little standalone story that i really enjoyed yeah personally but and that's the thing like episode three lot going on there. Yes. I appreciated that episode for basically setting up a whole like the rest of the show. But uh as an episode, didn't love it too much. You know, from yeah. I didn't like you said, I don't dislike it at all. There's only, you know, if I had to rank them, who knows, but um it wasn't enough real, you know, I, I like this more. It was a little nice story. That's I, all. I see that. And I can also see this as being kind of like a palate cleanser after three and Ooh, good, some yeah, of the sure. uh, some of the excitement and drama that yeah. we got in three that kind of pushed the envelope on how kid friendly the series is. So I get that. Not but very. A bunch of people got killed in four. Oh, and maybe in five and four. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't get like. Innocent people weren't no, getting no. torched to death like this. A couple of space cops got shot. Yeah, yeah, but shooting space cops is different than <laughs> flamethrowering yeah, innocent people begging for their lives. Like, it, but, uh, yeah, I agree. But when they're a week apart, it's like, okay, I've had a week to get over it. And now it's like, <laughs> yeah. I've processed it. I've come to terms with it. And I'm ready for more. For sure, and and then you know it, we I I liked it. I don't want it to seem like I don't like it, but uh, yeah, I, no, I what I liked saying. about three was all of the implications and clues that were throughout it, and then none of that really kind of gets picked up in this one. That's the only thing. Very little. I think the only overarching thing we have going on is uh, more gonk, gonk droid. Every episode, oh, love, love me some gonk droid appearances, and yeah. then uh, Wrecker hit his head again. In episode four. Yes, Wrecker's head has become an Man, arc. He uh, is going to have some in major five brain, as well. brain damage. Well, <laughs> yeah, and there's speculation around that. I subscribe to the theory that he's his inhibitor chip is it's gonna switching turn on. on. Or something. It's, yeah. It might already be on or it's, like you know, it's booting up. The, it's going to get knocked in the right way and then... He's going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he's going to get too close to Grand Moff Tarkin or to Crosshair or something and they'll like activate it. But yeah, it's definitely it's way too coincidental. And I subscribe to a theory that a lot of other people are subscribing to right now that his inhibitor chip is activating. I'd love a M. Night Shyamalan twist or something where it's a total fake out and something Uh, else happens. uh, Yeah, that'd be cool, too, because everyone kind of sees this coming. Right, right. But um, that would be cool because I know they're fine with uh, the twists. Yeah. They in episode uh, episode five blew me away. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I was not expecting some of the directions, but no, um, I, I'm li- I'm loving everything so far. Yeah, no, so, I think yeah. that I think the show is doing really well. And as we go, you know, as we get more into the series, it it becomes clear that. This this show is setting a really good tone for like a post Clone Wars era animated show, mm-hmm. and I, I just like the balance it's striking between like kid friendly and adult friendly. I like the balance it's yeah. it's bridging between like deep lore fans and casual fans. Like I think it's 
balancing all of these different segments of Star Wars fans super well and i hope it continues Definitely. to do that and it's and it and it, and it spreads in popularity and may, maybe even get some people to go back and watch the clone wars because i think this services the story really well yeah. especially since it's all in disney plus now so that's, that's right yeah and that's the same thing that happened with the mandalorian i know a lot of people that they're not star wars fans they oh yeah i, I saw star wars a couple of times but mm. but they love the mandalorian yeah there's a the way um, it's Filoni, right? He's yes. doing every. It's like it's so great. It's just bringing. I, it's hard to say it's bringing Star Wars to more people because how many yeah. more people could Star Wars reach? Right. But it really is. There's people that are like, yeah, it's you know, space wizards, whatever. Right, but the Mandalorian, right. they're all about it, and they're kind of looking forward yeah, to the yeah, next yeah. You know, thing. You know, everyone's seen the movies, but you know, who's read the extended universe novelizations right. or the graphic novels or is on the forums or watch the Clone Wars or watch you know? the Clone Wars exactly like. I think it shows like the Mandalorian and now this being the new mm-hmm. thing, like the one piece of new Star Wars content that everyone is getting off the backs of Mandalorian season two. And we got the last season of Clone Wars. Like I, I know people in my personal life who have seen the movies and liked them, watched the Mandalorian and liked it. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's a cartoon you can watch at least watch the late the newest season of Clone Wars and then watch this new show that's coming out and I think this show and the last season of Clone Wars do a very good job of kind of bridging the gap between EU deep lore stuff which can be intimidating or maybe not as interesting for a more casual viewer and then you Some know, of it's really interesting. I, I think it, it's, but you got to dig a little. That's yeah, fair. yeah, and it can be kind of confusing. It's like this doesn't sound real what you're saying because <laughs> yeah, some of it is a little. <laughs> it's so off the reservation, and that's what shocks me about yeah. like season two of Mandalorian and Bad Batch is that it's willing to embrace and call back to these extended universe complicated things, but bring it into the popular culture. World slowly, yeah, yeah, but in a like you said, yes, exactly. Slowly, like we're getting this whole backstory, like we're learning more about the Kaminoans, we're learning more about all these bounty hunters, we're learning more about Grand Moff Tarkin, and and I guess he's just a Tarkin right now, General Tarkin or something. And uh, we always mess up his name. (laughs) He, I believe, he's a admiral now. Admiral Tarkin. I think in three he got the promotion to Moff. Maybe not Grand Moff. And we're going to keep saying this until every episode, until <laughs> we'll be right we eventually. hear Grand Moff. Yeah. So, <laughs> be, just get ready for it. We're going to say we it again. We are watching his career with great interest, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I so mean, he's a horrible Emperor. person, but yeah, we, we want him to. Yeah, the Emperor is very pleased, I, I think, with Moff Tarkin. So, yeah. yeah. So, that is, that's just something I think this show mm-hmm. does really well that I wanted to highlight. And it's moments like in episode three that I really was interested in when they're talking about, oh, the DNA material, the genetic material, and oh, like mm-hmm. getting a That's little... a pretty good prime minister voice right there. I like that. Oh, <laughs> thanks. It was good. So, oh, he has a little more nasally voice, the genetic material. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I don't do impressions, people. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought it was... Yeah. I think this show does a great job with that. I I think it's a little bit too deep cut for someone who just likes to watch The Mandalorian in the movies, but it's getting there, and I think anyone that did give it a chance would appreciate it. 
If they started with, I wish Disney would, they'll never do it on Disney Plus, but somebody probably has, like a skip these episodes of the Clone Wars and then watch the Bad Batch. You know what I mean? Like a little episode guide type of thing. Mm-hmm. So somebody could jump into the Clone Wars, cut out maybe forty. Yeah, they like of the curated an episode selection. Right. They did that. But that's too small, man. That's too small. I saw that list. Yeah, it was like small. twenty something episodes. Yeah, I'm saying cut out like forty percent. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it it was enough at least to prepare you for the last season. Yeah, but you're missing out on like Clone Wars is a good show. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's a lot more in there that somebody could jump into and be like, oh, I know Obi Wan. I like Anakin, and yeah. then see that transition a little more, and then get into the bed. But I'm just saying, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and mm-hmm. that could be interesting. You know, a curated Clone Wars watch geared more towards people who are kind of on the fence about whether they right. should start the Clone Wars or not. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't know if I like cartoons. I don't know if I really want to get that deep into, into Star a- Wars. <laughs> yeah, or a kids show because some of the episodes are just flat out bad not many but some are definitely skippable right so, and it's a, you know, like i don't and that could turn somebody off right and i don't know if i would recommend just jumping from mandalorian to the bad batch but you could it would be um, interesting i i would want i i would tell people watch the last season of clone wars and then oh, I wouldn't watch say this that. that's crazy <laughs> Well, we might you're, have to have that conversation. You're at the end of arc. Yeah. I, would, I can't. I do not subscribe to that. I would say at least like, watch. I, the I've had friends left. who didn't know who Ahsoka only knew Ahsoka from the Mandalorian, which I imagine a lot of people I, are like that. Fair. Which yeah, is, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, like they don't even know their name. Oh but I was so like, it's a little oh, the prequel thing. Yeah, so I was That's like, weird. oh, it's the you know the orange person in the season two of mm-hmm. Mandalorian. That's Ahsoka, and she is the main character of Clone Wars. And they're like, oh, really? I was like. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, actually, because Mandalorian is so pop culture mainstream and Clone Wars just isn't uh, that that's how people are getting exposed to Ahsoka Tano now, which is so interesting. And that's such a funny (laughs) I never thought of it like that, because now you get people watching The Mandalorian and then it's like watching you know the original trilogy and then watching the prequels. Yeah, it's like watching Clone Wars like, oh, it's that girl from The Mandalorian. No way. (laughs) That's funny. It's like, this is the girl we've been watching for like 10 years. Right. (laughs) You don't know who that is? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's very fair. And I I forget that sometimes. Yeah, but But, um, maybe she'll make an appearance in Bad Batch. Who knows? I'd love to see it. It could be. I mean, they have to, you know? Uh, Yeah. I mean, they don't don't have to, but I just feel like she would be a good fit. I, th- I I have to say, I imagine we would see Vader and Ahsoka. Not uh, together. Oh, man, I would love... Yeah, not together. They can't uh. not have... They I mean, this is the same team, we think, that did the Clone Wars. They're going to throw, like, some major great stuff at us. Right. They have right. to. Right. I mean, if they don't, I'm not going to be mad, but I can't see them not doing that. How do you not get Ahsoka's voice actress back in here? You know? I, yeah, I think it would be fun. She's and great. I love her voice actor. Very talented, and I love the character too. And I think Dave Filoni loves the oh, character. Oh, she's one of the best characters in Star Wars for sure. Yeah, she's really, really interesting. And so hopefully we'll see her in the Bad Batch. But yeah. for now, let's tr- let's get, bring it back to episodes back four to and five <laughs> of the Bad Batch. You know, there's you know, we can talk through these episodes super quickly if we wanted yeah. to, but. 
Yeah, to me, the highlight of episode four, Echo being sold for, what, 3,000 credits? That, that's a steal. <laughs> he was mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, good. I'm worth more than 2,000 credits. Yeah. It's like 3,000. Okay. <laughs> I like Droid Force 99, too. They came in to say Oh, that. yeah. Droid Force that, 99. He was in charge that's funny. of them. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, I never saw that droid before. It was like the fat walking R2. It was oh, not... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it had the... A cylindrical body with the dome head, but then it had like weird little legs and arms. I've never seen that droid before. I forgot. I didn't catch its name, you know, what class it was, but I think it's an astromech. But that was a cool little addition. Yeah, I love droids. Yeah, I love droids. droids. We love, we're big fans of droids here at the Roger Roger podcast, obviously. (laughs) And yeah, we have, droids are getting phased out, right? Yeah. But these are like, Empire is very against droids, for sure. They don't like That's why you end up with uh, the famous scene in the cantina. No (laughs) droids allowed. No droids allowed. That's true. I do have a couple of nitpicks for this episode. Okay, just let's to get be annoying it. for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so the opening scene in the uh, ship, Tech goes. By my calculation, the closest planet is uh, Pantora. Okay, Tech, the map is on the screen. <laughs> you're just pre- you're just being pretending to be smart because that's your thing. I mean, you Tech know? always does that. Yeah, but he... they already knew where the closest planet was, and he just well, had to say even it, like Omega in Episode funny. Five is like, "Oh, I get my own comms," and he's like, "Well, technically, it was Crosshair's comms." It's yeah, like I know. that doesn't make you sound smarter, Tech. Like everyone knows that. <laughs> I know. I-, I just think it's his. It's his commitment thing. to yeah. being technically tech. correct in his speech where he didn't realize that's like everyone knows that tech. You don't have to say that. I right. think it's just built into his personality, which is kind of funny. I like funny. that Echo kind of gets a little annoyed at him sometimes. But yeah. they, but I really like their dynamic. Yeah, they're almost brethrens in a lot of ways in yeah. that, you know, Echo's like part robot and uh, tech, tech is, kind is of good with robot. robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, they have like Tech has their robotic personality and Echo does not. So it's kind of funny to see them yeah. relate to each other and also have this like odd, you know, odd couple style relationship as well. It's <laughs> funny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my other nitpick was the assassin. Um, what's <clears throat> we're talking about? Me. Fennec Sand. Yes, Shand. Shand or Sand? Yeah, yeah Shand. Could be a silent Shand, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. One hit KOing Wrecker. I know his oh, head's all messed yeah, up. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah. Wrecker was in the next episode is literally going toe to toe with a um, Rancor. Yeah. No, mm, I agree. That, that, I and, had some issues with that. I mean, here's the thing. We can we can be if we're being generous, we can bring up two points with this. First, uh, yeah, I do have the plot first hole is fill. that Fennec Shand is supposed to be a fast rising the ranks bounty hunter who we know is in has deep ties to Boba Fett in the Mandalorian. So we can assume that she's very she's not your average grunt. Not then the other grunt. thing is that Wrecker has sustained a lot of head damage. There we go. So by sustaining more head damage, it's, it's like his weak spot. Yeah. He, he he did get knocked out by hitting his head in episode 5, I believe. Well, he was complaining and even at the beginning of the episode of his head when they were landing on the planet. So I know, but I, I think one of the scenes of him getting knocked back, I don't know. I, I think I noticed it. And he okay. you know, got laid out when they got 
you know, captured. But so that's the plot hole, Phil. I don't love it. I, yeah, I, I agree 100%. I, I mm-hmm. wanted to see more, especially with an episode that's kind of light on just general plot. It's like we couldn't have had a proper fight scene, like hand-to-hand combat between these two that was more than five seconds. Well, no, that's the thing. Record, no matter how good of a bounty hunter she is, she's in a... Con- you know, a tunnel, basically. Yeah. Wrecker is the width of the tunnel. Yeah. There's no way she's getting out of that. Yeah, yeah. Even it, with all of the agility and ninja I, moves. I mean, maybe, you know, she could hit him on the head and he gets knocked out. I would buy into that. But make it cl- a closer contest. Don't make it where she yeah. just annihilates him so right. easily, like effortlessly and in, in less than a minute. It's like, give us something there. I agree. Yeah. But I I see the gap. I see the, you know, their logic there, but I'm on the same boat. I, right. I kind of wish the match was a little bit closer and then it, it's only Wrecker's, you know, head trauma that he That's, keeps sustaining right. that that, that, that gets him in the end. That would have I'll been fun that. to see but mm-hmm. uh, you know they were they kept the, the runtime on this one was pretty short and they it wasn't what the episode was about so they got through it I wish I saw more yeah but Last the fact thing, that oh, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead uh, well is it on, <clears throat> on the same topic or no well I was just going to talk about the whole thing that Fennec Shand is in this series but you may as well um, get your yeah, last cry about first because this is a whole conversation right uh, I really, I don't like, but I also like for comedic effect that the clones are horrible at anything that isn't cloning. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> they have no idea what's going on with everything. Oh, They're yeah. Like, oh, he wants more money. And even tech is like, oh, uh, I guess we give him more money. Yeah, like, yeah, they kind of touched like on that, where they're like they they are starting to realize how reliant right. they were on like getting aid from the military. But like, the, the uh, thing, yeah, the thing is that they've gone on a billion missions where mm-hmm. they have to, you know, swivel on a, you know, a moment's notice to come up with a new plan, new, and just because something isn't military based they would probably have a knowledge base around it uh-huh. but it's funny enough when it happens that i'm totally fine with it oh <laughs> you know what i mean i'm fine with it too because now i'm sure even when they were on those crazy missions they had like a carte blanche military budget that was keeping them supplied with food and weapons and they and could travel wherever they want yeah. like they they were given like hey here's the signal for this ship let them fly wherever they want and fill their yeah. ship up and make all the repairs because these guys are soldiers and so once they get cut off the best and have soldiers, to lay yeah. low yeah so once they lose that support and they're entirely on their own they're flying solo uh they they are starting to realize how much they relied on that government aid that military aid and are now trying to do simple things like have money to put gas in the tank you know and then also it's funny because they have to you know, work and live with Omega, who is a really young, you know, a child, basically. So now it's like, oh, we're living with a child. We're trying to make money. It's almost like they're having, like, these domestic problems that every young family has. So it's funny to see them, like, fish out of water facing those challenges. That's how I see it. No, I totally agree. It's And... We get the worry here because, you know, this relationship with Omega and the rest of the crew, uh, it's getting 
you know, closer and closer with these as these episodes go on. They're starting to integrate more as a unit, but there is still this obvious gap between Omega, who is a child, and a you know a lady also, and then all these older military dudes that she's traveling with. And I think it's interesting that they chose to bring Fennec Shand into this. Fennec Shand, which I didn't realize when I first watched this episode, but like the pieces came together for me that this is, and then I guess my like spoiler warning for Mandalorian season two, be warned End now. And a little season one. Yeah. Skip ahead like 30 seconds or I guess, you know what? Stop here, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Fennec Shand is from the Mandalorian. Yeah. as season mm-hmm. one and season two. She's the one that gets left behind in the desert in season one, left for dead by the Mandalorian. And then in season two, she's back supporting Boba Fett. And that to me has yeah, a lot of implications. Jabba. Or not with, with Jabba, but right. well, taking over the palace. Yeah, at the end of season two, right? right? She helps Boba overthrow Jabba's assistant who appears in episode five, which is yeah. also interesting. But yeah, no, that to me, that her presence, I think, is a really interesting choice. And I love that we're closing the gap between the Mandalorian and mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and Bad Batch, like they're all getting more integrated with a character like Fennec Sand. And the fact that they're also two women and Fennec Shand is kind of taking Omega under her wing at a few of these moments. And Omega's like, oh, she's a nice person. Like, we're getting along. What are you talking about? And usually she's so intuitive with people. So it's like, okay, well, there is something here that I think is really interesting. It's like another life that she could live that may be a better fit for her in other parts of her identity. What, being a bounty hunter? <laughs> well, I mean, just the, <laughs> I fact, <don't> know. <laughs> just the fact that there's a female presence, you know, a powerful female presence. Yeah, I get that for like, sure. But it, it's it's not, honestly, she would never do that. But it's an interesting temptation, right? Of like, hey, here's how you survive in this hardened world. Like, carry a blaster. Like, mm-hmm. don't trust anybody. Like, I think you're giving uh, too much credit to Fennec <laughs> here. I think she was just being sneaky. Oh, she and, was being very yeah. sneaky. But she, I don't think she's very motherly. I think she was saying, oh, I know exactly no, what No, but to do I think the reason Omega kind of got bamboozled as much as she did because Omega is usually super good at just walking up to someone and knowing everything She's about them. She's a trained them. assassin. She knows. <laughs> I I think Omega's just naive because... You know, she's been on Camino. But Omega life. like was able to empathize with Crosshair without ever talking to him. She was able to identify yeah. Sid in, ep- yeah, in episode true. five. So how, why is she walking up to Fennec Shand and not getting the sense that anything uh, is wrong? I think just because she was alone and afraid, and she yeah, she was alone and afraid. Down. But I also think there's aspects of seeing Fennec Shand a strong, confident female. All right warrior that she kind of uh, aligned with and allowed herself to buy into. I, I don't think yeah. she would ever actually go off with her, but it's like they keep making these connections throughout the show of like, is the Bad Batch the right family for Omega? And there's all these other alternatives that we've seen throughout the series. Uh, you know, where we had that rogue clone whose name's escaping me right now, but he had a family and kids. Right. And it's like, oh, that's the better fit for you because you could live an innocent life as a child. And then that didn't work mm-hmm. out. And it's like, oh, here's a strong female presence that's like, you know, the female version of Hunter. Like, and she's right. putting you under her wing. But, oh, she's actually evil. Okay, well, that's not working out. So, And the medical officer on Camino that 
probably has a motherly vibe. Yeah, so there's all these tests, I guess, that she's going through. And, and this idea of, like, does Omega belong with the Bad Batch is a theme that's gone on in almost every episode now. And especially in episode two and now in episode four, it's like, does she belong it's very dangerous she's she's very young but time and time again the episode ends where they're you know express their feelings for each other and and the and the group gets a little bit closer so i just think it's interesting that we went from oh you could be an innocent kid with this young family in episode two to oh you're you're you could be with a a strong female presence as well and that's how i kind of see into it i wonder if we're going to see more I don't want to say temptations to leave, more um, alternative routes continue, or is it going to be focus more on right. building their relationship? I think I the way this series goes, and maybe it's not season one, maybe it's whenever this series does finally end, I just don't see Omega being a permanent fixture to the Bad Batch. I think there's going to be a very emotional moment that kind of ends a character arc for Hunter Mm -hmm. and for Omega where they love each other. He's like a father to her. He was able to see her through these hard pieces of her life. And now that she's like grown up and ready to go out on her own, he lets her go, you know, kind of like this empty nest situation and that's where i think this is yeah this is where this is going you know i wouldn't say season one though yeah yeah yeah. that'd be a little quick i think it depends what they have planned for omega but i agree i think it's too soon but that's where the show is going it has to be they're they're testing it too much and it's clear omega is is special in multiple ways and that you know this is her family but it's Mm -hmm. also not where she's meant to be forever yeah, you get those vibes from watching this episode and some of the other. But episodes. the thing is, she wants to be there forever. You now, know, so mm, yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, the you know, I'm just thinking maybe the switch of this is Omega influences them more and kind of makes them a real family. Maybe they end up not being mercenaries. Maybe they yeah. find a different route that isn't being farmers on a planet in the outer rim, like yeah. the other clone, you know, maybe there's a way to, maybe it goes the other way, basically, uh, it, which would be very interesting too, but I don't really think it's going to do, it's going to go that way, but that is a way it could go. Yeah. And I, we've seen evidence of this, you know, she's got her own room and then now she has her own comms link. Like they, they are becoming more of a, they're starting to figure out this yeah. new life after the military and all they want to do now is, is live in peace. So it's interesting to see them go that way. But then they're also mm-hmm. kind of constantly reminded that, you know, this situation is not a natural fit. I, 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 on the outside looking in, it doesn't seem right. like a natural fit. But then when you see their dynamic, it's like, oh, they actually get along really well and there's love there and, we, you know, that just needs more time to to develop. I mean, there's still relatively this band of heroes. It's it's, like, it's relatively new, so they're still like getting through it. But I think as more of these challenges pop up, it's just going to bring them even more closer together. And this was certainly this test with with Fennec Shand here, and I thought she was a great character to bring into this. Yeah, she's a cool character, too. She's got a cool look to her as well. Oh, yeah. 
it harkens back to episode two, Attack of the Clones, Star, you know, Star Wars episode two, not right. episode two of the Bad Batch, where we had the 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 changeling bounty hunter who was working with Django, who had a very similar very similar helmet getup. Yeah, and you know we know that they had a professional relationship, that bounty hunter and Django, and now Fennec Shand has a you know a professional relationship with boba fett so that leads us to believe like is does this does the fact that fennec shand is even in the series does that have the implication that we might see a young boba it's very possible that's what i was thinking as well you know Mm. i I, you know the whole thing we're going to a crime kind of feel we might even see a darth maul that's right you know you know spoilers by the way for solo mm. um but very, very possible. Because right now, I'm trying to think what the... I guess it's Han Solo would not be joining the pilots, the, uh, the Air Force yet. He would be still, he would very still be a little soon young if he that. hasn't already, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe like Maybe three, still be growing years. up in the underground or something. Yeah. So we could definitely see a Darth Maul, easily. Yeah, they could. There's a lot. That's the thing. How are they? Get, there's so many directions they could go with this. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, if the, if the show goes on for multiple seasons, we could potentially see all of it. Look at Clone Wars. Seven seasons. We could definitely get five, three, easy out of this. Yeah. I'd, yeah. It, yeah. We'll see what direction Disney wants to take the show, and depending on how many people watch it and all those other things. Um, oh, I think it's killing it in the ratings. You think so? I haven't heard anything. I, I know, like in the Star Wars community, it's popping off, but I don't know, like outside of my Star Wars buddies, anyone that has seen this. And I wonder if that's enough to carry it over. I mean, I'm sure. I hope it's killing it. I mean, it's at least killing it with Star Wars fans, and yeah, there are yeah, a yeah. lot of Star Wars. I think Wars Star Wars fans, fans so. are all watching it and all like it, and I think that's going to be enough for Disney to keep making it. Um, but who knows? Well, you never know. Oh, easily. Same with the Clone Wars, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I would love to see a young Boba here, and I wonder how young Boba would be. He'd be an adult, but a very young adult, maybe even late teens at the youngest. Uh, I think so. Um, let's see. The last time we saw him. He's probably like 13, maybe, in the Clone Wars. And that... So late teens. So he's old enough to be real bounty hunting, more than he... And he already was. You know, he was up with crime families and stuff. And he might be... So we be, could definitely see that. He might be just young enough to have an interesting dynamic with Omega, where, you know, Omega's a little bit younger... And then there's this, if Boba's still like an older teenager, there could potentially be this like, I don't know. I find it so interesting to see this idea of an Omega interacting with a teenage Boba, you know? Because they're almost the opposite. Oh my God, that's definitely going to happen. They're both clones. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. And they're literally the opposite people. Omega is so naive and sweet and you know, probably in tune with animals or something. I thought she was going to do something with the Rancor, but we didn't see it. Um, I mean, she, she Boba, was able to be friendly with the Rancor by yeah. the end. 
Boba has been a psychopath since he was a little kid because Mace Windu chopped off his dad's dad's head. Yeah. And he is gritty and he is mad at everything. They are literally opposite characters right now. And... And they're both clones. That oh that yeah, like Boba crazy. could potentially open her eyes. I don't even think of that. I know, I know, I know. It's well, it, it's. Has anybody? I'm sure somebody's brought that up. I think people are considering it, but to me, the interesting part is exactly what you just said: is their the fact that they they're both of their existences. They are very similar, yet they're opposite people, and so to see them in a scene together especially when they're close in age and Boba's still kind of young, that would give more insight into Boba's character, which we never got ever until Mandalorian Season 2. And even then, we barely got any. Yeah, but this would be be a breakthrough, I think. And going into the book of Boba, it would be so interesting to have some insight into a young Boba Boba before that airs, which we very likely might be getting as this series. You know, we have like 10, 11 more episodes to go. And I just think, you know, uh, Boba could be this tempting force, kind of open Omega's eyes a little bit to uh, some of the more gritty realities Mm -hmm. of the universe and of the Empire and of the Rebellion. uh, which yeah, might trouble s- Omega. I still think she would, you know, stay true to the Bad Batch and all that. But it would certainly be some troubling thoughts that she'd yeah. have to process. And it would be so interesting to see that instigated by, by Boba, who, like you said, is also another. You know, they're from very similar genetic material, and they're of similar age. So, yeah, it would, I think the com- I think that scene would be so fascinating. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hope fingers crossed. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so we got to talk about five a little more. We've been, you know, harping on four. Right, right. Well, there's not much left to five. There's like chase scenes, which are very reminiscent of. Oh, one more two. thing. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, funny that Omega was climbing the ladder, and she climbed like a hundred feet without noticing. Yeah. <laughs> if not more. <laughs> yeah. That was that just made me chuckle. That's yeah, it. yeah. It was yeah, th- those chase scenes were kind of funny and they reminded me a lot of episode 2. That chase yes, scene the in the beginning of episode mm-hmm. 2 cuz you know they're in like they're in these flying cars through a neo mm-hmm. city. You even have the bounty hunter looks very similar with like the face mask and the helmet and all these similar taxi-like yeah. cars driving around. So I thought that was fun and so, obviously yeah, very Boba intentional. and clone callback. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was actually you, – you you said uh, it perfectly, Neo City. We've seen a lot of that in the last couple of episodes. And I was literally thinking in the start of episode five – well, at the, actually, the real start of episode five, I was happy that – not that they filled a plot hole, but they continued – the growth of the group where basically they're like, all right, here are some ground rules, Omega. We're going to treat you like a soldier. These are the things you need to know and you need to do them immediately if something happens. And now here's a communicator because we obviously should have thought of that sooner. So everybody's like moving along. Everybody's growing a little and they're meshing much better. So I really like that. But then we open up into the Neo City again. And I was thinking, man, I'd like a little more um, what locational diversity like some give me some more sets and immediately we're in a new set so i love that you know right after um they would track down the slavers on the other side of the planet 
So they're keeping it fresh, you know, without letting sets get stale. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think it's fun. I, when it does get into the action, it's entertaining. And uh, yeah, no, I I appreciated the episode two, the Clone Wars vibes. You know, I, I thought that was that was fun. And I'm looking forward to to more. I, I, but, you know, I, I'm prioritized. I prioritize the story and the characters over everything else. So these action scenes when they're while they're fun to In me, five they, or four. Four, both really. Like when we get into the action scenes, I think they're fun, but they always feel just a little bit more. I'm gonna say it. They they just feel a little bit more like filler to me than the moments we get with the characters and developing the plot. Yeah. But that that doesn't make them bad. I thought this one was particularly interesting because we had just watched episode two a few weeks ago, and right. and so to to see the comparison to this episode was uh was fun. Yeah, definitely. And the uh, they switch up the action in episode five. You know, they have the laser. Uh, what are they? Laser bow and arrows that Omega now oh, yeah. has one. That's a cool you get some monster fights in there. So they, they're definitely varying. Yeah, the... we get the Rancor, which mm-hmm. is like, whoa, I don't know if we've seen a Rancor outside of Jabba's Palace, which is really cool. Uh, yeah, I can't. I'm sure we have in somewhere, but I, I can't place yeah. it. Right. But so that was a cool little fun M. Night Shyamalan yeah, switch. Moochie, right there. Yeah. Is like the. That. It's. It's. Uh, yeah, it, it was fun to see. Yeah. And I think those were the slavers. You remember in the Clone Wars that Anakin was captured? I think he gave himself up, but he was captured by them and he was like the queen's pet for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I think they're the same slavers after their empire crumbled because I think the Republic shut them down or something similar to that. Okay. So that's a cool, another, you know, I wouldn't say deep lore, but it's definitely a connection mm-hmm. to see that, you know, spreading. And then the empire, fine with slavery. That's definitely a point that was made. Oh, interesting. So there's a lot going on in these episodes. Right. Expect you know like and we talked about this before with Jabba um, and I forgot what his right hand man's name is. With squid who? hair. Squid hair. You, you, yeah. Jabba's right hand man. Right hand man. Yeah. Bib Fortuna. There you go. <laughs> uh, so we already talked about all that and basically what well, got some more gonk in this episode. Yeah. I I'll... liked episode four more, but I, I enjoyed this one. This one, what I liked about this one was a few things. First, we got to see Bib Fortuna, which I thought was really interesting. I loved him in The Mandalorian where he just got really fat. I thought that yeah, was that was awesome. Great. And well, you got to be the new Jabba. That's true. Those are big. Those are that's a big seat to fill. You know, huge seat. <laughs> huge yeah. seat. So he did his best. Uh, it wasn't enough to stop uh, Boba though. Uh, and then this idea at the end um, with where, where Sid is like, oh, Fennec Sand took on a direct commission, which I was like, oh, that's another. This is, again, like this world building plot development kind of mystery stuff that I really like. And I was like, OK, my theory, my Ooh. theory is that the Kaminoans hired Boba to get uh Omega back, and then Boba enlisted Fennec Shand to help him, and that's the direct commission is from Boba. I like 
I like that idea, but the thing is, I think at this time, Fennec is a better bounty hunter than Boba. Are you sure? You know what I mean? But I, th- I know, I think I'm not the sure. Kaminoans... I'm just saying Fennec is definitely a little older than Boba right now. It could be, like, maybe the Kaminoans well, maybe the, directly hired I, I, Fennec There Sand. definitely could be a connection there. It's a direct commission. I'm not okay. 100% well, sure what that means. Well, who hired... Well, I'm, I think that means it's outside of the guild. You know, how Carl Weathers mm-hmm. would give out... Right. Um, bounties to people. Yes, <laughs> I um, I think this is like right to the client. You know, client to bounty hunter, no guild involvement. Oh, interesting. That's what I think. A so I mean, it, so I'm trying to remember who commissioned uh, the attack on Padme. Was it was it Dooku? Who commissioned the attack on Padme? You remember with the centipedes going through the window? Oh, yeah. With the changeling? Because they're dressed very similar. They might be working with a Fett. So there's definitely... And the whole episode, it was like a callback. So whoever... But it doesn't make sense. I might have been Dooku. Maybe it was the Emperor, but I doubt. That, That probably doesn't fly. Uh, well... I think the emperor was in on it all the way, but maybe. Well, yeah, it, but I don't think she. He's. I don't think he's the driving force behind capturing Omega. Well, no, not Omega. But I'm t- I thought we were right. talking about Padme, because right. He, but I was just trying to extrapolate. He definitely out. wanted Padme gone, right. and the only way that she could be gone was through these assassination attempts and these right. threats. Uh, so. I think he had. No, a I was. I was it. just saying, if we climb the ladder, who's at the top? And I don't uh, think it's the same ladder here, even though some of their uh, some of the characters no, are similar. I think maybe you know. it's the Kaminoans who are behind it, because they're the only ones that know the value of Omega, right? They have to be. Who else even knows Omega exists? No one. Um. And he, the not, people that yeah. know she exists think she's a medical assistant, which none of us at home are buying for a second. So it's like, okay, the Kaminoans are the only ones who know who she is, and they already are having side chats concerned about the Empire and, like, interested in getting Omega back. See, but they let the—oh, the, the oh, you maybe it's not—I guess it could be the Prime Minister. He was very— particular about his wording you know he Mm -hmm. owns these clones so he could have done it i would be yeah but how would he know uh, the value of of omega would not i think they want because he's he's behind the whole he knows everything oh for sure that's what i'm saying but the prime minister of camino he knows everything i'm guessing it's not just the Mm. medical officer lady that knows what omega is so it I could mean, be. We him. haven't seen evidence of that in the show, I don't think, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. The only ones who we know. Well, who are you thinking other than him? The Kaminoans. I'm, that's who I'm talking about. The Prime Minister of Kaminoans. Oh, Camino. I thought we were talking about. I He's got t- that. The yes. Big yeah. Neck I thought thing we were just talking about. I thought we were talking about like government officials in the empire. Yes. No. The, the prime minister of Camino. Yes. That's yes, who him. I think it is. And yes. I think right. And I we're think the female the medical person. lady 
is try might be trying to foil it. Maybe, maybe, because she's the one that let Omega escape. Right. Uh, so that's could be like they, that's interesting that there there could be a difference of opinions within the Kaminoans. I think that could be very likely. And yeah, I think the prime minister wants her back. And Absolutely. he wants is, the Bad Batch back, but too. doesn't want the Empire to get a whiff of it. That Omega might be a person of value. And so he's working on direct commission with an ambitious bounty hunter to get it done. And whether he went through Boba or not is interesting. But he could have hired Fennec Shand directly, and then maybe she's working with working with Boba. If what you you know, if we're going with your theory that she's a more capable professional bounty hunter at this time. But I mean, I just think Boba's got so much notoriety around him. You know, he's like the king. <laughs> the, but he the wasn't. Heir the last apparent. time we saw him, he was a bad criminal. He was not great at it, yeah. if I remember correctly. Right. That's true. Who knows? But yeah, I think that's yeah very likely. That's my theory as well. Yeah. It's a good one. And it's really setting this up for a direction I didn't think it would go, which is like kind of the soul end of solo vibe where mm. it's all kind of criminal underground. Not where I saw this going. And if you even an episode ago. And I'm sure there's going to be multiple plot lines going on, but this is a, this specific one totally blindsided me. Right. I agree and I still don't know where this show is going or what they intend to do. We get different world development devices, new characters, like every every episode, and there's no clear trajectory for these characters. And I think that's kind of the point no. of the show. Like, there's not supposed to be a clear trajectory because the world is in such a state of confusion and identity crisis right, right now. And which is literally what the bad batch happening to the bad batch as well. Not just the galaxy; they're having a, an identity crisis. They don't know where to go. But they might be moved. Maybe the force mm. is moving them somewhere. The force is moving them somewhere, and that's what I wanted to talk about. Do you still think that Omega is force sensitive? You know what? I I I never. I was always in the ballpark of force sensitive, or maybe a you know a telepath or empath. some empath, something like that. I'm still saying yes because. We know they're in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. I think this show is going to have multiple seasons. We already know that, what is it, three or four episodes, three episodes of Wrecker's Headaches, mm-hmm. and that that hasn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah. So just because they dropped Omega's empath abilities after the second episode, and we haven't really seen much of it, mm-hmm. or her mimic mimicking people... I think it's still there, and we might see it next episode. Well, she still has connections after. with animals. She's had that mm-hmm. throughout the series, even in four and five. In four, she like got distracted by an animal that ran off with her stuff, and and then in episode five, she was like, you know, making friends with the rancor, um, and she was able to identify Sid and. Right. I didn't pick up any clues. Some people are saying, oh, she like pushed a lot of buttons and was able to figure out who Sid was, but I, I didn't see anything that would have clued her off as to no, who Sid was. No, that was, other than being really f- 
intuitive or force intuitive or something, there was no way she would know. You know, right? So she didn't. It's it's she didn't play a trick it's on not her. definitive for me yet, but it's still like you know Vegas odds are still pretty good that yeah. she's uh, force sensitive. So. And I think my my um, point that the headache thing has been going on forever. Right. This will they can stretch something out. Nothing needs oh, immediate yeah. payoff in the no. show. So I'm still in, in team force ish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got months to go before we finish yeah. this season, which is kind of crazy, but it is what and it I is. I like that poster shot of her with the the bow. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that bow there was a real like Marvel pose with that. that yeah, cool. that bow is. Is it's a cool pretty weapon. awesome. Yeah, it's a cool looking bow. So I agree. And it's interesting yeah. to see how they're willing to change the character designs in the show, which they never did in Clone Wars. So uh yeah, it's exciting. Well that that right. That was actually something I, I meant to bring up. They're gonna I know they're not gonna change their armor because it's so merchandisable and so mm-hmm. Like, the marketing team loves their look, I'm sure. So they're not going to change the armor, but they stand out way too much. They got to paint that a different color or something. <laughs> yeah, well, they've worn different outfits throughout the episodes. Like, in episode But not two. their real battle armor, you know? Because, no, yeah. uh, you know, it looks really cool. So I understand them not doing that, but they might need a workaround for that. So I'm interested to see where that goes, hmm, you know? Yeah, that's true. Especially since... Uh, Echo is painting her doll in Bad Batch colors, so we know it's not going anywhere. If I had to guess. Right, right. All right, well, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Um, is there anything else about Episode 5 we wanted to, to bring up? No, just the general thought. I love the ending theme, the credit theme. Oh, it's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. They- I like how they don't put it at the, um, the intro. The intro is just quick because you jump right in, and that's kind of like the vibe of the show. But at the end, you get the. It's a really cool theme. I guess it's just the Bad Batch theme. I'm not sure if it has a name. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I think the music in this is really good. I, I love the yeah. new intro. It's like right down to business. Mm-hmm. I still love that Disney Plus is like, you want to skip the intro? I'm like, the intro right. that's less than five <laughs> seconds long, it would take me more time to click the skip thing and have it right. and then reload it at the again. new sp- yeah, yeah, exactly. rebuffer than to just watch it. <laughs> so that to me was always funny. And I like it very modern, down to business. And yeah. uh, no, I'm digging the whole vibe of the show. Yeah. See, that's the right word too, because. Everything in the show is thought out. It does have a specific vibe. The credits, the intro, the... Literally, basically, we talked about a bunch of things. It's all thought out, which I really love. And that's something that uh, Star Wars didn't do for a while. Yeah. No, and... Forever. It it, cap- it it mirrors what we've already talked about. It mirrors this moment in Star Wars history that's very much in flux and yep. going through an identity crisis of its own. and I don't think that was a theme for the show, but it, it actually works. I love that it works. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I don't think they... I, what I mean is I you picked up on a, a theme where it's happening in real life and in the show, but I don't think Dave Filoni was writing that on no, purpose. I think it was intentional. I think he's like, yeah, really? there's, a, there's a power transition here. The world is changing, and we need to capture some of that uncertainty and make statements on the fact that this is a galaxy in transition. And I that, think that... And you're permi- saying he was... 
Yeah, I think that's permeating through the whole show. I think that's the whole point of no, making No, permeating this show. into real life. Like the Disney transition and then, oh. you know. Right. <laughs> the meta what, what aspects I'm, of it. Right. That's what I meant. I was trying. Uh, I guess I didn't. A meta was the right word. Yeah. But like a meta theme where, oh, the Disney takeover, they kind of felt a little weird about the movies. And and then we're finally. Yeah, getting I a do kind of feel power. like Dave Filoni is convincing Disney and the greater public to give some of this deeper lore in Star Wars a chance. Right. And. I think as his shows are being more well received and mm-hmm. and more accepted, he's getting more permission and control to be able to do that. Which is why I'm such a big fan of Dave Filoni's because I love learning more about Star Wars. But sometimes I go deep into the canon. I'm like, this just sounds. This doesn't sound like Star Wars to me. It sounds <laughs> like something else. But through these TV shows and these these scenes i'm like he's he's convincing everyone to bring it in and it's not even direct sometimes like the the connection of fennec shand is not an obvious one uh it's not one that's explicitly stated but it's one that we know and can research and be interested in and by doing more of that stuff and bringing ahsoka into the mandalorian like this is that was a crazy move this is these are big moves and the Bad Batch is part of that and is digging even a little deeper than Clone Wars did and and is trying to connect it to Mandalorian and connect it to maybe Book of Boba. And I appreciate that so much. And that's, you know, what I'm excited about. Yeah, not only, I mean, one of, speaking of things he's doing, the, I didn't ever think we would get a Luke drop in <laughs> yeah. Mandalorian. That was crazy. Yeah. It makes me after, hopeful after for a Darth Vader Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're gonna get and something really cool in the. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get some. Maybe we'll get Ahsoka, Vader, and Maul. Maybe Vader kills Maul. That would be cool. <laughs> what if we get um, toddler Yoda? <laughs> that's yeah. When he's uh, he'd be like what? No, he'd still be. He'd, this, I keep forgetting this takes place before. Yeah, he'd be uh, like thirty or he, something. He'd be even cuter. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, he'd be even more baby Yoda. He wouldn't yeah. be toddler Yoda. He would be infant Yoda. Infant, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, we're gonna see some cool stuff. I, I, that I, we, we're gonna see Boba and Omega. We're gonna see Vader kill Maul. We're gonna see Ahsoka. <laughs> we're gonna see everything in the show. You heard yeah. it here first. Yeah, no, it's gonna be exciting. I know they're cooking up something big for this show they yeah. need the excitement from the show to float them to the next one which is there even a release date for the next star wars thing i think it's the book of boba by christmas isn't it oh my goodness so we i mean this is gonna have to float us for like six months uh, it'll be it'll be less by the time less, episode but- 16 comes out at this once a week pace but uh it'll be a it'll you know, be like what mid-august or something yeah, they got to give us something to watch on YouTube over and over again if, as we bridge those, you know, three months. I don't think there's going to be anything. There's nothing in that gap. Got to wait patiently. But I'm saying they're going to end the season of Bad Batch with something really exciting. Oh, yeah. To keep us watching over and over until Boba comes out. And wouldn't it make sense to pull Boba Have in a Boba and get story. people jazzed? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just 
make sense. It would be fun. So let's do it. Yeah, and with the way everything's going right now, it everything is thought out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This that it's lining up too perfectly for it, there not to be a connection between a book, the book of Boba, and this. Yeah. You know, even if it's just a really overarching theme or who that you know, it's too perfectly aligned. Yeah. Right now, mm-hmm. unless they just go a crazy direction, which would be cool too. But yep. Yep. I'm not. I'm not thinking that. Oh, man. All right. Well, either way, very exciting stuff. And this is my favorite part about the Bad Batch is that it's bringing... We still get to make these lore conjectures and theories and things in Star Wars. And it's exciting mm-hmm. time to be a Star Wars fan because we're in the midst of new content. It's not like, you know, the season's over. Or we know we're, we've watched it and it's done. It's like, no, this is ongoing. Anything can happen. Very exciting. I mean, we've waited as long as 20 years for new Star Wars content in the past. So oh, to get something right now is, is this and is it. And continuously, which is my favorite part. Get some good stuff. What a time to be a Star Wars fan, guys. What a time to be listening to the Roger Roger podcast. What a segue. What it's a seg. Thank it's beautiful. You. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else about episode five before oh, four? Oh, no, it's just us. Nobody's listening we anymore. We've been talking for an hour. Yeah, we've hit a good mark on time. And uh, yeah, just um, really appreciate it. If you've listened this far, thank you for listening. Find us on yeah. Twitter. Find us on Instagram at Roger Roger Pod. Check it out. Uh, check it we out. Have a poll going. We've it's got a, good a poll going. Do you have you checked the poll recently? Is the, it's, it's the, very close to tide. Yeah, yeah. So it could go either way. So check that out. You made it for a week, which I think is a little long for a poll, <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest. But <laughs> if you can't tell by my posting, I'm not a huge Instagram and Twitter guy. Where the I, I try. Sh- the show is in its infancy and That's we're true. aging like baby Yoda. So give us some time. <laughs> we'll get there. And um yeah, it's been fun growing the show and putting ourselves out there and i'm looking forward to doing even more episodes and following the bad batch and all this other amazing star wars content in the very near future with my lifelong friend and co-host derek and i feel the same way (laughs) awesome (laughs) (laughs) oh let's wrap this up charles let's wrap this up See you guys next Roger, time. Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, 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 Roger.
Roger, Roger. <laughs>